Hey, boys. And uh, we're recording a new bonus episode here. And thank you, all listeners, for tuning into this one. Uh, be sure to reach out and listen to the next episode where we will be talking with our special guest here, um, Andrew Andrew Tufto of the uh, TikTok channel Everything Junior Hockey. So, um, so and, Andrew, uh, I got to jump be in a here very quick. Cool episode. Oh, sorry Go about that, Chris. I'm always jumping in here. You can tell when I fact Ah, this is bonus episode. I'm not editing any of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who's this Odin guy? That's that's my brother. Ah, he's in my neck of the woods. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so that's uh, he he signed a contract in the summer with uh, with Tucson. So he was with Syracuse um, last year. So and he's gone from the crunch to the Roadrunners. What does he What does he think of the Roadrunners? He likes it out there. Uh, my parents actually live, so my parents live in Scottsdale uh, when it's the winter here in Minnesota. Um, and he actually, he played for, um, well, I mean, Jay Verity isn't there anymore, but he, so he played for Jay Verity uh, when he was with the Sioux City Musketeers um, for his last year of juniors. So I, I think the draw was to go, uh, you know, Jay had always been on him to come and play for him, uh, you know, down there. Cause Jay always said good things about Tucson and things like that. So from what I'm hearing from him, he likes, he loves it down there. Um, he says that the Coyotes organization is, you know, it's a good one to be in. You know, they, they take care of young guys. They keep young guys around. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, he signed with Tampa and Tampa was up against the cap. So they had to release a bunch of guys, but I think he's found a good home with the Coyotes organization down there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of those ones. Cause I've been saying this a lot because you know, you're from Minnesota, right? So you're, part of the traditional hockey market and i and i had that bias okay so when i moved out here i was another arrogant canadian coming out to arizona that knew more than everybody about hockey right right and then quickly realized well now there's a lot of good hockey people out here right lots of good hockey people out here Mm -hmm. you know and that opened up my eyes to you know to a lot of things and one of the biggest things i can really tell you though too was um you know the business behind the game because so many people, like my, my response now every time I hear, oh, move the team, <sighs> move the team, uh, <laughs> television revenue, jackasses. television right. revenue. So I don't know why people can't wrap their heads around it. They're like, well, they're not making money at the gate. It'll get there, right? It'll get there. Right. But there was bigger things than that. And the TV revenue is the biggest thing that generates everything right now. You know, Chris was mentioning, you know, on our last episode, ESPN's picked up hockey again, right? It's, yep. it's a big thing, right? Even though. They're still behind on how they, you know, call games and stuff like that and represent hockey sometimes, in my opinion. But it's great to have them back on board. So we got another big national, you know, uh, you know, platform. And now with the new owner of the Coyotes, like it's it's an organization now that I've been here. You know, I yeah, they, they really grew on me. They were great for fan outreach. Uh, probably one of the classiest hockey players ever played a game and just human beings in general. Shane Doan, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal person, man. Just such a great guy. Yeah. Um, you've got people like that, you know, in the organization, um, a new owner, you know, that now has deep pockets is committed to staying. The team's not going anywhere. The, the owner of the coyotes got his gambling license here for Arizona. So I hate to break it out to, to everybody in Quebec <laughs> again. They're not moving. So it's great now that they're, you know, finally with this huge vision about how they're, you know, laying down the foundation for this team going forward. It's like I keep saying to people, give them three years. They're going to be a friggin powerhouse. And like I always love these fans that want to cling to certain teams that are doing well right now. <laughs> fans. Um, you know, the look at the New Jersey Doubles and what they did. Cleaned house, yep. slowly rebuilt 
built with a vision in mind. And I didn't have the Devils pegged to do that much this year. Uh, you know, I had them, you know, sort of like mid-pack, you know, but young, talented players, a coach that's allowing them to play, it's the way to do it, you know? And, and you know, again, with that vision, like the new GM of the Coyotes, you know, uh, just wait for him to start making his splashes. Like after this draft, I think this is the one where you're going to see them completely lay down the foundation, you know, going forward. So kudos to your brother that he's he's on the, the Roadrunners. Uh, he usually try to get down to one game a year. Uh, kind of spoiled here. Uh, I used to have season tickets for the Coyotes, so I didn't make the you know the jump on over to Tucson all that often. Although I will say, you know, what really pissed me off was they had a uh, star. I love Tucson though; it's gorgeous. There. Oh, Tucson's great. I but, love uh, Tucson. I went there when they had a Star Wars theme night, and they only had two jerseys for sale. Oh, and I was there like two hours early to get a jersey, so it was me and my buddy and my dad. And my buddy's like, do you want me to, he goes, do you really want it? I'm like, nah, dude, like you came here just like I did, you know, go right ahead. You know, it's yours, snag it. But I was like, I looked at them going, how do you promote a night like this and not have enough jerseys for other people to buy? I'm like, come on. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> still, still a great experience to go down there and, you know, see that barn and see everything hopping and, you know, uh, back to it. Okay. So you're in Minnesota, right? And yep. I'd love to ask your brother this question because I have asked this to Chris, like we has the ongoing debate, Chris, and here it goes. Where would you rather play junior hockey? Uh, Arizona or Minnesota and why? You know, honestly, so it's actually a pretty unique question because I got to play, you know, in Minnesota and in Colorado, but I actually got to coach juniors in Arizona. And honestly, I, I would pick Arizona because the year that that we lived out there, the year I coached out there, you know, it's just it's such a fun place to to be. You know, it, recruiting was so fun because you got to tell the kids, listen, you know, you can wear you can wear flops year round. You know, you don't get negative 30 weather. You know, it's just it's fun. Like, you know, people love hockey out there, you know, like with the the, the AAA mission program and, and all those fun programs out there. I would choose Arizona. And the reason, you know, not just because of the nice weather, but here in Minnesota, the year I played, you know, Minnesota hockey never changes, whether it's the youth level, high school, juniors, college it doesn't change. There's just, there's so much pressure on you and there's just so many eyes on you. And for me, it was, it was really tough for me to enjoy my last year of juniors. Like I, I chose to come back home because I wanted my mom and dad to be able to come to every game and, you know, see me play. And I just felt the constant pressure like I did in high school and youth, you know, to just perform all the time. And I, I would go home you know, unhappy and, you know, you go to the rink and, you know, people would just be like, oh, you know, I see you guys are you know on a losing streak or you're losing or whatnot, you know. So I just I, I think Arizona, it's just it's just such a happy place. It's like it's warm. all Like my dad always says, what's better than being able to golf, you know, year round and have it be sunny out and this and that, you know, it's just I love it. I wish that they would bring junior hockey back down to Arizona. I know they lost the the two teams that were in the WSHL, but I think it's a market that you bring junior hockey back to, you know, maybe that Gilbert area again and and maybe, you know, the Chandler area. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the mistake they made and I try to explain this to everybody living here. Right. So <clears throat> it's easy as a hockey fan, you know, living in Canada to say, well, if I, you know, if I could go to a game every night, I'd go to a game. Right. Um, I lived in Ottawa and getting out to Canada was not fun. Um <laughs> I just had this argument. With no, somebody. that's a nightmare. Like, Honestly, the oh, best way to do it is by bus, and it's still not fun. 
I know. And I, ha- I had people arguing with me. It's not that bad. I'm like, guys, I lived there. So you're yeah. arguing with me and I had to make those drives and I would do the same thing, Chris. I'd take the bus because driving it wasn't. I lived there for four years. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> to, to those people on Twitter that just like to argue for the sake of arguing. Yeah, whatever. But so out here, it, it's not much different because the arena is 45, 50 minutes away. So, yeah, when I first moved here and it was just me and my wife and we had an opportunity to go and we were season ticket holders. Uh, yeah, I would go watch because back then the Panthers weren't very good. I'd go watch the Coyotes versus the Panthers because right. why was NHL friggin hockey? Right. And I wasn't missing it. But I'm telling you, as it, as the years went on, you know, and you have a kid. And you don't want to lug the kid to a game because you don't know when they're ready to go home or whatnot. Or if you stayed a whole game, you know, you're not getting home until 11 o'clock, unfortunately, 1130. That kid's grunt cranky as all hell. If the Coyotes didn't play well, I was cranky as all hell unless the Habs beat them, by the way. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it, it you didn't want to make that drive like you just didn't want to do it after a while. So beautiful setup that they used to have in Glendale was phenomenal. You know, when people went there, like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, you'd watch the people from out of markets taking – like, I did it in my first game. I, I was snapping photos of everything around the arena because I've never experienced something like that. And then I looked – my wife looked at me and said, oh, you know, we live here and we're going to be able to see this again, right? Uh, but what a <laughs> phenomenal setup. And the other thing, too, is when it comes to, you know, uh, like the sunshine, like, yeah, I, I was affected by a seasonal effect of disorder. You know, uh, I'd be more, way more down in the fall, winter and, you know, spring before the, the sun came up. And here it's kind of it's kind of rare, like, except for my plans lately for my daughter's soccer, where there's been so much rain lately. Um, it's phenomenal, like sunshine the majority of the year. And our, our winter is, is essentially translated to the summer months here. Right. Three months, three and a half months of pure baking hell but after that it's beautiful right like go out and hike you know if i want the ocean san diego's six hours away right if i want snow and mountains i've got flagstaff a couple hours away so great spot for hockey i was glad i was starting you know i was involved in some coaching early on and got to meet some great you know young players and got to see the game firsthand uh, you know, so yeah, I think it's a wonderful spot. And I think with the new owners, they will adopt what the brilliant Mighty Ducks owners did and brand everything Coyotes hockey and rebuild it, get a junior team going so you can foster that talent. Uh, because to all the people that laughed at Tage Thompson's contract over the summer, oh boy, you're, oh. Dumb. you're oh. dumb. He's worth way more than what he just got paid. <laughs> way more. Way Actually, more. I, just, I, 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 as a Sabres fan, was like, oh, we, I think we overpaid. He had one good season. And this year, I'm like, I'll just shut up. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Like, he's just out muscling people to get to the net. Oh, and he's his like hands a on the, such Crosby. a Yeah, but his hands on such a big man. Oh, like, yeah. holy cow, he's tall. And the way he can move the puck. Like, so I just said to somebody the other day. Yeah, well, absolutely. I just said to somebody the other day, you know, uh, she, you know, she's uh, she actually takes she's a photographer for the Roadrunners. Uh, her significant is a uh, Bruins fan. So uh, there was a little brouhaha where somebody's finger got bit off at the Coyotes game, which is a whole other story. But, um, uh, you know, I had mentioned, you know, because there's that rumor about Austin Matthews coming back to Arizona. Right. And I was like, hell, if we could peel Tage Thompson. I take him in a heartbeat, you know, and it, it seems like such an outlandish statement. Bro. But, but look but look at Thompson, right? No. He's what you wanted no. of a power forward, right? So if Arizona's going to peel anybody, I'm like, go the hell after Thompson. <laughs> go after him, right? But it's not like I'm going to bat an eye at Austin Matthews either. It's not a knock on Matthews and his talent. But 
But that goes to me, you know, going back to this long-winded response about I love how the game's growing. Like, I love the fact that you got two premier players because Tage Thompson, like, he's got to be in the top 10 in the NHL. The guy's been on friggin' fire, man. Like, five goals in a friggin' hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> what did he have, seven points? Like, holy fuck. <laughs> That's just <laughs> phenomenal, right? Um. You know, so I, I love how the game's going. I love seeing this young talent come out of, you know, uh, you know, Nevada now, too, because the Knights have, you know, sparked all that interest. Right. So I love that the U.S. is growing in hockey. And, I, you know, again, you know, hate it when Subban went over to the Predators uh, and that whole Cindy Crosby crap incident. But they are do they're another phenomenal program now, like probably one of the best run organizations in all of the NHL. So for all the traditionalist hockeyists that I used to be, no, man, it's great that there's there's games in Nashville. It's awesome that the Coyotes are staying in Arizona. These are all great things. And the conversation we were having last week, and I don't know what you think, Andrew, uh, or no, I say last week, earlier this week, was, yeah, the NHL, there's so much now talent, you know, throughout, you know, throughout the world in hockey that they should be able to expand. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think they should, honestly. I think that the way you see you know, just the ladder of hockey going everywhere where it's growing and, and you see that there's more and more kids now that are able to make it to the NHL, right? Where before it was, you know, I mean, your chances of making it were what slim to none, you know, but now, I mean, you know, you you see guys on division one teams that, you know, played youth and high school and juniors are like, where are they from? But yet they're so good. It's like, where is there a home for all these players now, you know, and especially out here in, in Minnesota where, you know, we get a lot, a lot of kids that come from, you know, different countries to come out and play here and, and their parents pick up and move across the country to play here. It's like, where can those guys play? And I think the NHL expanding for sure. I think you, like you got to get a team, you know, in like maybe like one of the Dakotas or get, you know, get a team, you know, in, in, you know, in Wisconsin or, you know, get a team in a market that is just like, just begging for it. Like I look at North Dakota, like all there is out there is, you know, the, is UND, right. They pack that house every night. How cool would it be to have like a NHL team in like Fargo or something like that? No, you know, no, no way. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I lived in North Dakota for four years. Like, I don't think, North Dakota doesn't deserve, uh, North Dakota doesn't deserve anything good. I oh. think if you're talking about NHL team expansion, I would say Wisconsin because you're talking about like Milwaukee. Milwaukee should have an NHL team. Minot, Fargo, Bismarck, uh, Cedar Rapids or whatever that place is called. What, what's that South Dakota city? I think it is Cedar, Cedar Rapids, isn't it? No. Okay. Um, okay. But they're all, the Dakotas are too small, and honestly, nobody wants to go there. Uh, so <laughs> I would definitely say Milwaukee because at least Milwaukee is close to something cool, you know, yeah. like the Great Lakes. Um, That's fair. And honestly, I don't know why Milwaukee doesn't have a team. I don't know why Hamilton doesn't have a team. I mean, I think these are well, these are cities. The, the, the Hamilton Kansas thing, City, you know, Kansas City, so Houston, Hamilton. Yeah, 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 no, I agree. Like, I agree. There, like, we can expand, right? And then give the Nordiques back, right? Just give them back. Like, get expand by four teams in each area. Just do two a year, right, for so long, and get it back. But Hamilton doesn't have it because of the Toronto monopoly, right? That's that's the whole reason that there's not a team in Hamilton. But yeah, get it, get a new rivalry going. Like what? Like bringing the Nordique back would be awesome because I love the Nordique Habs rivalry, right? I loved it. 
right? And talk about another shot to the face, right? When they go, they turn around the next that the next year and they win the cup, going from the Nordique to the Abs. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, get a Hamilton team in there, get a new rival for the Toronto Maple Leafs, like get Toronto rocking and going against each other. Like at some point, somebody said, "How about another team inside Montreal?" Because they used to have it, right? You know, way way back. I'm like, I don't care. You know, let them go right ahead and have it. Like, let them split market share. I know Molson would have a fit, but who cares? Like, have Molson be a sponsor of them too, buddy. Some more beers. Um, <laughs> Saint Jean Jackalopes. <laughs> I would, I would love the the Saint Jean Tabarnax. That would be. Tabarnax. <laughs> <laughs> which by the way which by the way yeah. never say in front of an old french lady it'll it'll piss her off pretty bad but yeah <laughs> you get slapped you get slapped yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah i'm all in favor of expansion because i remember years ago when they expanded and everybody was doing the crying of a like, league's gonna be so watered down but look at this league now i love the fact that you don't know what's gonna happen like you've, you've got your steady teams right now that are staying steady uh, again, going back to it, like if we can get the salary cap and tax issues solved so that it's even across the board, that would be beautiful. Because like, look, like Tampa Bay peeling off uh, what's his name, the big power forward off the Senators, and being able to re-sign him. Like I think they got right. him at three point five million. They got him at three point five because that's like five million anywhere else you go. Right. So they're able to get away with that. I'm like, so let's balance it out. Like it, it's great now that you know there's really good teams in the U.S. But like, help out. The, the the teams it's not just Canada that's affected but California gets taxed pretty heavy help those yep. teams out right like help them on out let's balance that on out because taxes should not be the reason that a team's not doing quite as well you know because like I'll be honest Quebec like it's hard to get people there you know uh, now that they're changing a the hockey culture and dynamic and making a place people want to go again the next issue is always money like I'm glad it never happened because I always go back to Radulov okay and uh you know, uh, Andrew, like I was there when uh, for the suspension or when they they uh, suspended him from the team yeah. <laughs> in the in the conference finals against the Coyotes. Yep. I actually witnessed. I was there seeing what exactly had happened. So I was never a fan of the guy because I'm like, how how do you choose to break curfew to go party? You know, when you're in you're 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 competing for a Stanley Cup, like what is wrong with you? Like, right. what are you doing? Right. right. So and then when he the Habs picked him up, I'm like, oh, God, like I knew he was a talented player, knew he was a talented hockey player. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, he's going to help the team. I'm like, but he's going to bail because I always love these interviews when they're, you know, because I don't know what they expect anybody else to say. But, oh, yeah, I love the organization. It's a great place. It's the only place I see myself playing. Uh, let's hope something could get worked out. It's like, no, F you pay me. Like, let's just be honest. Like, let's just right. be perfectly honest. Yeah. So Montreal made him the same offer that that Dallas did, but he just made more money in Dallas. And that's why right. he left. I remember everybody being pissed off at Bergevin. I'm like, so you want to overpay for a player just to keep him here. We can't do that. Right. Move on. And I'm glad we right. didn't because I, I called it. I'm like, Radulov is going to play his butt off for about a year, year and a half. And then he's going to go back to old Radulov. You yep. know, and he's going to be a disappointment because he's all about him and not his team. And guess where he is right now, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so to the, the to the fans that I said, I told you so. I told you so. Um, but that's also about the hockey dynamic, right? And getting really good players on your team and players that want to stick around. Like um, one of my biggest rivals, the Boston Bruins. Great culture. Great culture. Like Tell me Patrice Bergeron signing for 2.5 million did not help that team out at all, right? Right. 
and players willing to do that take less pay because they want to stay competitive. They want to keep a good core together and keep competing. Like, I love that. You know, I, I, I love that, you know, and I wish more teams were like that. You know, um, I'm hoping Cole Caulfield, hopefully you're listening to us, Cole. Uh, take a little less, man. Take a little less and get a good squad around you guys so you're competitive for years because then all that, you know, sweet endorsement money comes in even more, right? But Right. <laughs> <laughs> a few few little plugs there. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so are you a Wild fan, Andrew, or who's your team? No, honestly, I it's crazy. I've been a Buffalo Sabres fan ever since I was like a kid. I love the Sabres. That's what I'm talking about. And and here's and here's and, and here's the reason why. So you know, I said I grew we grew up, you know, going to the Gopher games all the time, right? So like my favorite my favorite players growing up, Thomas Vanek, Drew Stafford. Uh, yep, Nathan, yep. Nathan Gerby, when, you know, when BC would come to Minnesota, you know, for a couple of times, little Gerbs, all my, all my favorite players ended up on Buffalo. And like, I, I love Lindy Ruff. Like he's one of my favorite NHL coaches, like Rick Jenneret, like my, one of my favorite announcers ever. Like I, I love the Sabres and I get so much shit all the time. Cause it's like, wow, you know, you live in Minnesota, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, people seem to forget. I was born in Pittsburgh and we lived right next to the rink. So for the first three years of my life, I was going to Penguins games with my parents, seeing like Mario Lemieux play, seeing Yager play, you know. So it's like I should be a Penguins fan, if anything. But I can't I, I can't stand the Penguins or the Wild. I can't I can't I, the Wild. I just can't do. I can never get on board. They just do stupid stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't blame them for taking on uh, Reeves right now because last year's playoffs, man, I had them pegged going far. They oh, yeah. just looked, they were just, man, they were clicking with the puck. Like some of the plays they were making were phenomenal. And then it just disappeared in the playoffs. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. I think this year they want to go in a little bit more hard, hard nose. Like, like the LA Kings. Is Reese back getting and... suspended? Do you think Reese is getting suspended? Oh, I God, don't that was think. A, that was a clean hit. Don't yeah, anyone a... that knows hockey sees that as a clean hit. I can't. If yeah. he gets suspended. Yeah, but I it's the NHL. Such... You think he's getting suspended? No, Probably. Peros will probably give him like two games, you know, knowing, um, knowing him. Harold's no, no, never made a dirty hit. Just FYI. Ever. Right. Oh no, no, never. never totally clean never. player. Yeah. yeah. Never, well, yeah. never straight in the, never straight into the chest where there was like no head contact at all. Never. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't get me started on Peros <laughs> in that part of the deal, guys. Um, but yeah, no, it's see, there, there's, there's the big player thing, right? Like I do factor that in a bit. You know, sometimes I thought Chara was well. Chara never got suspended. Like, and I'm sorry, but there's that whole hypocritical. Uh, you know, Colin Campbell, his son played for the team. I'm like, yeah, tell me that didn't factor in, guys. Like, I'm not right. an idiot, right? right? So come on, like, conflict of interest, step down while that while your son's playing, right? You you should right. not rule anything or have anything to do with that. But anyway, right. but back on over to like Char, you know, he was big, but I didn't give him an excuse to pop guys in the in the, in the melon all the time, right? But in right. Reeves in Reeves' case, he's stepping, he's just stepping right up and through the guy. He didn't leap into it. He didn't drop his shoulder and come forward with his shoulder. He hits him squarely in the body, and then yeah, the head makes contact with the shoulder afterwards. Like I watch it, like yeah. I, I'm the type of guy I do not want to see injuries in the game. Like I don't want to see it because you know what happened to Crosby. You know, yeah. as, as much as you know, Capitals fans were you know happy that Crosby was out for a bit. It was a, it was a devastating thing for the game. He lost one of the, uh, well, the greatest Jack players, Capitals fans, because I'm also a Caps fan and. Yeah, no, no, that because you want to that, was, that wasn't necessarily pegged at that necessarily was not pegged at you. Trust me, Chris, because I know you're not a you're not a, you're not a, that much of a. Not me, you're Steve Perkins, the assistant coach of the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, ben, but yes, yeah, so, Ben. 
Yeah, so he, uh, you know, so in the case for Crosby, you lost one of the best players to ever play the game for a year, and it, it could have gotten worse, right? So right. get rid of that crap. Like, I'm sorry, like if you deliver the elbow guy in the head and he gets injured, no, no, don't don't give me the, the, the 10 games. Give him 20, give him 30, and it'll stop pretty damn quick. Also, oh, yeah. I was there for the Rafi Torres hit, right? And, you know, that was back when they were just starting to look at these type of hits, right? Right. And that removing Torres because I was at every single one of those playoff games that killed the coyotes chances because Torres was, he was scoring goals and he had everybody nervous when he was on the ice because he could pop you. Now was that hit dirty? Yeah. He ends up launching through the hit. It was a little bit late, but I saw that same play happen time and time again over the regular season in the NHL. You saw it happening. I, I loved Andrew Shaw, but Andrew Shaw threw a bunch of questionable hits at times, right? Yeah. And man. for him to get the suspension he got is like, okay, you're just removing a top player at the most critical time, right? Right. And right. but they went over the top on him. I'm like, okay, great, prove a point. But then, how many other huge suspensions have you seen since then? Right. Yeah, they're not they're not upholding like like they should be is what you're what you're yeah. kind of saying. Yeah. Well, my yeah. thing is always with consistency, right? So right. my thing is like if you're going to be looking at player suspensions, do not have anybody that's involved in hockey doing it. Have like these separate panel of people and then blank it out. Like don't even show who the player is. Like just make everything, you know, completely black, completely right. white so you can't see anything and then frame by frame show the hit and then show it at yep. full speed, right? Then make right. the assessment okay, so from there. Go ahead. This, this is how I feel like uh, my little pitch to the USPHL. Um, I think we need to have for the USPHL because I don't know how they hand out discipline. It doesn't seem, I don't know, I don't, I don't notice it. Like it's not public. I know the players get tossed for like a fight. Yep. But uh, I've seen enough in the West this year to suspend players left and right. And I don't oh, mean for, for a sure. game. Oh, I God, mean, there's a few sure. players I had to suspend for the rest of the season. Oh, it's complete shit. I mean, it. it I, I've seen I've seen countless kids like freaking whack kids behind the play, like lumberjack style, yeah. like punch kids in the face. I mean, it's just and they don't get. I got video evidence. I you know? keep it. I keep yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that's the most frustrating part to me is like, you know, like what happened to junior hockey? You know, like back when you know we all played, where someone did something like that. And then you fucking paid for it right away. And if you got in a fight, it was five minutes and then that was it. There was no suspensions. Like now it's like a three game suspension or, you know, one or two. Like, it's just like you're taking, I just feel like you're taking just so much away from the game. It's like players are afraid to make, you know, a play because they feel like they're going to get suspended. And the, and the refing is just freaking hideous. Like the refing in the Hudson Squatch game I watched was just soft as baby shit like it was just terrible like there were just penalties left and right it's awful yeah so that you know I, and this is the the hard part because i remember the sioux greyhounds were going through some stuff like i remember there were some big suspensions being handed out and i'd have to go back because i i was from a distance right i wasn't living there anymore you know it's it's taking out the severely dirty plays of the game because you know uh protecting the players at that age especially with concussions and all the uh, you know, the studies, you know, going on from concussions, but to the oh, same yeah. point, let the boys play a little bit, you know, cause the part of it was like, I'm okay guys with 
removing a lot of big goons from the game, right? right? If you didn't, if your only job was to goon it on up and you couldn't play hockey, you're not adding anything to the game, right? Right. So for the guys in junior hockey, because you used to have the goons that were out there and they would just run guys, and that was their whole thing was just to drop, you know, just, was the fight so many times in the game, right? It it took away from the game, and yeah, you know, and going back to it, do I like seeing a good tilt? Oh hell yeah, you know everybody does. Like I, I've watched pacifists sit at a hockey game and they're up, you know cheering with everybody on when a brawl's going on right everybody right. likes a good brawl but right. i don't want to go to a hockey game. fight not a, not an emory on pulpy fight like yeah once you well, start punching is... a guy from behind the head that's yeah, yeah i'm sorry once you start but... punching a guy who's turtled or behind the head you, you gotta know when to pull up yeah, yeah. right yeah. well the other thing too guys is like i do not miss the old days of bench clearing brawls for the sake of bench clearing brawls like like there's a good rivalry boys want to drop it and go a bit and get it all that. out get it all out but you know right. it, it got it got old in the 80s like here comes another bench clearing brawl well here's this like right. to me that got old. Right. i love where the game has gone because i love the speed of the game i love this skill right now like it's just you know if you go back and you watch 80s, you, Steve? what's that you're watching you're watching the 80s <laughs> <laughs> like i i, I don't you know don't remember I 80s hockey positive. like the gretzky era and everything else and billy smith's whacking the crap out of gretzky's legs well, i i, I see the highlight videos <laughs> but yeah. like for me, like my earliest hockey memory is like Mario Lemieux and uh, well, basically Mario Lemieux. But, I'm not that um, much older than you, baby face. Right. <laughs> I know, but you're talking about like you got tired of bench clearing brawls. I'm like, I don't remember the bench clearing brawls. I remember a lot of brawls like the like the Flyers and the Sabers in the '90s. God, oh, when God. you had the playoffs, or, uh, you knew there was going to be a brawl. Like Barney, oh, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, psych. You know? the, well, uh, the, the, the Ottawa Buffalo one where, uh, where what's his name? Oh, took I was living Drew. in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. God, I, that was, I was, I was like 10 Ottawa. years old. I love that. That was like, I still watch, I still get chills when I watch it on YouTube, by the way. Like, I still get chills. I watch it every like, month. Like, yeah. Guys, when, like, my point was, time. like, when there was a good rivalry and you knew you expected it to get heated, right? Because, right. like, like, look, I'm, I'm going to the Habs game on the 19th. I damn well know Jack Eye is going to be dropping the mitts again. It's happening. Right. Because the way he ragged all the, what's his name again? Um, oh, I can picture his face. Oh, I got actually got an autographed picture of it right here. It's kind of funny. Um, well, anyway, the former the former Oilers player, I just can't think of his name right now. Uh, Jack Eye ragged all them. So I know there's going to be payback. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to that game right. 100% because I know it's going down. Um, you know, so I do look forward to that, but I, like I said, it's the, you know, I'm trying to think of some senseless goons that were out there at one point. You're like, what do they bring into the game? Right. Other than like, like Matt Cook, like, it's just oh yeah, like, yeah like Matt, Cook's, Matt Cook's like the perfect example. Like how many guys did he severely injure because yeah. he was just an idiot on the ice? He's a, he's right? a high school became coach a big Evander He's a high school coach. Well, hopefully he's coaching the hockey portion and not like hey wait for a guy right. to have his head down and charge him right, right. so evander kane's a good one i i like that i like he's he's a good one for sure i mean he's done some stupid stuff but i mean you know he's well yeah that's what i said like when evander k uh, or evander kane when evander kane ko'd him uh when he was a thrasher that was my favorite like i instantly at that moment became a huge evander kane fan i'm like right. i don't know who this kid is because he was like 18 or 19 at the time, right? Right. And I'm like, I don't know who he is, but I love him. And I got the second they went to Winnipeg, I got his Winnipeg Jets jersey. And then he became a Saber, and I was thrilled. But yeah, I don't know since that Kane's become Kane. But you know, right? I well, just I agree though. I, I I think that's like the game is just going more towards like 
you know, the safety portion of it. Cause you know, you just see so many people now, like, you know, how their career ended. Like, you know, like I said, like mine ended from concussions and there's two, there's another guy on TikTok I talked to who's like a ex WHL player where, you know, his career ended from injuries too. And, and you just have that path where like, you know, you go down in a dark hole for so long. Like I, I see the game trying to prevent that a lot now. I just think it's become such like big news to like every hockey league that you just like, you need to be safer, you know, in, in that regard. So I think that's why we see like the fighting disappear, but I don't know. I, just, I feel like there's some leagues that it, that just, the game is just so soft, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like yeah. hockey anymore, you know? And I by think the way, I was talking about Zach Cassian. I couldn't, I couldn't throw out his name before it's Cassian. That was, was a Zach Cassian. Yep. Yeah. It was on the tip of my tongue. Like I can picture the guy's face. I'm always terrible about that with names, but yeah, go, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, fighting for fighting's sake is BS, and that should be massively suspended. It's like, oh, I got to get my team inspired. All right, both of you get five games. We don't want that crap. But if you assess the game, like if there's an independent person, USPHL, that assesses (laughs) the game and can can look at the game from a whole standpoint and go, okay, at this point, four minutes and 13 seconds before this occurred, this guy attempted to knee on knee this guy. This guy was down for 30 seconds, but he got better, and then this occurred – one plus one equals two. Right. So therefore the suspension would be this or non-void. Because right. I'm sorry, you gotta protect the you want the McDavid, you want the Crosby's, you want you want these kids that can just fucking light it up. Like if you can see some of these players out there, like I'll throw out like Kieran Maloney and Eric Alexinian out of the West. These kids got some dangles where it just looks like the puck is on a string on their stick. And right. if other players know that from other teams and they're like, well, just take this kid out. Right. And then we have yeah. a better chance of winning. Then you don't right. get, you know, those Alexinians and Maloney's and Crosby's and, and McDavid's because they're being taken out. You need that fear. You need that fear of a complete beatdown. Right. In order yeah. to deter dirty plays. That's the only reason. But fighting for fighting's sake or just to send a message or any of that other crap. It needs to be specific. You need to protect the players that are super skilled. Right. By no, no, let's go back plates. to another point, though, Chris, is I'm sick yeah. of having to fight a guy because he threw a, clean, threw a clean check. Like the right. other night. Oh, um, yeah, the, the clean check night, stuff. My... No, no, the clean check's a clean check, though. But you have yeah. to be able to assess that. And if, if, if a guy wants to do the, like, oh, you hurt my guy, it's like, no, 100% clean check. It was a hip check. He launched a guy. It was amazing. Yeah, your guy got hurt, but. That was 100 yeah, like percent clean. He did nothing outside the rule book. Check check out then the Romanov just, hit. The Romanov hit for the Islanders a couple of days ago. Clean check, guys cutting down the middle no, of the no, ice. No, I know, I know it. Yeah. He steps at. There was nothing dirty about it at all. It was just a clean open ice check, and he gets jumped. I'm like, no, no, no. That's where I agree with the instigator rule. No, no, no. Give give the guy four for instigating because it's a clean check. We all want to see a big check in the game. And that's right. the that's the perfect time to do it. You got a guy cutting across mid ice. What are you supposed to do? Just let him go? No. Right. Like, no right. Take, yeah. He separated him from the puck. Beautiful check. And next thing you know, he's getting. And jumped. you, Brian Campbell, him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. I'll, I'll I'll say this, and I can't even believe I'm I'm fucking saying this, but it's almost like what I feel like, and not only in USPHL but in all the junior leagues, is that I feel like the leagues itself are so afraid to throw down punishment, you know, on teams players because they're afraid that that team will just, you know, leave the league, go to a different league. Right. And create like a domino effect of, of leaving. I mean, you you look at what happened with the Western States hockey league, right? Like 
all those teams got sick of how they wanted to expand more and more and more and more. Right. And just like completely just dilute. Like that league was good when I played in it. There were like 10 fucking teams in that league. It was like, it was one of the best junior leagues when I played, even when I coached in it too, it was still a good league. Then they wanted to, I was an Ogden Mustangs fan. So that's when the Ogden Mustangs were, when I was a fan, when Utah, like that was 2015, 2016, they were WSHL. Right. Yeah. And like, it was a perfect league at the time. And then, and then they wanted to put all those stupid teams in Canada. They wanted to bring in more teams. And what happened? Like one team left, which like won't say which one it was, but one team submitted to the USPHL. And then guess what? All the other ones freaking followed. And why? Because the league was trying to come down hard on that team that had been around for a long time. And so I think the leagues are just afraid to put down penalties on, you know, certain teams and their players because they'll just pick up and leave. Again, that's my thought that I've been holding on to for a while. I can't believe I finally shared. I've been sitting on it for like a month or two, but that's my thought. I just think that that's why the discipline in the USPHL is just so nonchalant because they're afraid that they're going to lose teams and it's going to look bad. Yeah, but no, then, I think the discipline the is a necessary. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's the same. But then you, if you lose a star player or you lose, you know, or there's, a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a horrendous injury, you know, due to stupidity, you know, then you've got that on the flip side of stuff. Right. Like right. There's, there's a healthy balance. Like and we can all, you know, we can all agree to find it, right. you know, because like, look, sometimes is a guy going to get knocked out from a clean check? Yeah, it's part of the mm-hmm. game. And right. with the, you know, like there was consequences too to, you know, letting go of all the hooking that was happening in the NHL and other leagues. Right. The game right. got faster, which we loved. We right. love watching these guys barrel down the ice, you know, 30 miles an hour. Love it. Love it. It's great. Yeah. But there's going to be harder collisions. You know, there's going to be bigger things. And, you know, there's some stuff I agree with Don Cherry on, some I don't. Right. But the one thing right. I do agree with him on is the bear hug. Let the bear hug happen. Instead right. of nailing the guy in the numbers, you you like. And the thing is, I always love with love is like people blaming the guy for turning his back. I'm like, well, he's got to make a play on the puck. Right. right. So sometimes you have to turn because you're not just going to cough the puck up because if right. you're like, oh, I'm going to get hit and you turn into that, you know, you turn so the guy can peel the puck off of you. Well, you're getting right. benched. Right? right. So you've got to make a play on the puck. I love the bear hug idea. Right. But you know, not, not turning to make a play and then having a guy take like 10 fucking steps and like absolutely just ragged all you from behind. Right. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. So just like allow him to bear hug, let it go so that you're not being held in the corner like they get going back to the 80s, Chris, where they hold a guy <laughs> for like 10 minutes, you know, like, OK, fuck, the puck's, the puck's been gone for five minutes now, boy, let's let's let's, let's let them go. Right. Like, you know, do do rules like that, like allow him to pin you up against the boards for a second without just absolutely destroying. You, right. So right. protect protect players. Let the game let the game flow go. Right. Because usually your worst hits are always the ones from behind. Like those are the ones yep. that people are going to get, you know, destroyed on. And same thing with the boarding thing. If you're going to come up and you know the guy's two feet from the boards, you know if you smash him, oh. which, would, which would typically be a clean hit, right? If he wasn't by the boards, it's an open ice hit, the guy's going to go flying. Allow right. a bear hug there too. Like allow you to wrap the guy up and pin you up against the boards for a second. Eliminate right. that. And this is right. what I can't believe, guys, after like everything that goes through in hockey, how these conversations truly haven't happened and how it's not put in play. But, but, but we got a trapezoid behind the net because we had a ghoulie that could handle a puck really well. The fuck? I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate trapezoid. Don't get me started oh, on trapezoid. Oh, Everyone heard the last episode. We don't need to talk about the trapezoid. <laughs> right. Oh. I'm throwing it in there because it's so it's it, it's it's like it's the asinine <laughs> stuff, right? Like, you know, kudos for getting rid of the two line pass. Kudos for cracking down on the hooking. 
the slash, you know, the slashing the sticks to break the sticks had to happen, right? Because then we got these awesome sticks. But then, like, I watched last night's game. You know, uh, my Habs get penalized with under three minutes left to go. And I was ripping on Seabass. I'm like, oh, God, talk about soft serve there. I'm like, that's disgusting. Little, little, uh, not even, not, it was not a hook at all. Guy just put stick on stick and they called the a hooking with the teams down 3-2 with three minutes left to go. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, see, that's, that's oh. a tough stuff too. It's like, oh, making a call like that, that late in the game too. It's like, oh, Yeah, no, it's something soft. Like, I get it if it was in the hands, but it wasn't at all. I'm like, let that, like... Again, you know, it's going to happen because they're calling those things. But let's 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 be honest. Right. That's Austin Matthews on somebody else doing that. You know, he's not getting caught. Oh, oh, they're letting that look. They're looking at the blonde in the stands instead. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So that, yeah. And then some of like I, I get it, you know, after the accident, a little of Sidney Crosby slicing off. I would think it was Martin. Uh, it was a, 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 a thought. Was it his? Was it his? Yeah, finger? I think it was Mathot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they, so. Yeah, so you got to watch the this, this smacking of the gloves. Like Crosby obviously did not try to take his finger off, was doing a little hack. So, hey, I get it. But then right. I think Kirby Dog got called on a slash of the stick. Ooh, he slashed his stick twice really hard. Okay, that's penalty. Right. <laughs> Come on, guys. It wasn't right. near his hands. That's not a penalty. Let's, let's let the cheap shit go, right? Gets right. near the hands. Again, like if you slash a guy's hand hard enough and the guy's off injured, give him four and then give him a game for it. It'll knock that crap off. Like for right. me, like those little type of things, like you suspend a guy, you know, a game or two for a hard whack on the hands, it's going to stop in the game. It'll stop, right? It's the, we always wait. Like my my biggest thing about player safety, why I think it's a joke, it's always, the first thing they always look at is, was a guy injured? I'm like, well, okay, hold on. If I'm drinking and driving, <laughs> the, the first thing <laughs> right. is like, how many people did you kill before I get sent? Right? It should be right. like, oh, no, your your the maximum is going to be enforced based on how drunk you were while driving, right? right? And then let's talk about the consequences too, because we'll see a bad play where a guy just totally destroys a guy with a hit to the head, and they're like, eh, well, he got up, so we're gonna let it go. I'm like, no, 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 right? <laughs> He's gonna do yeah. it again. He he didn't learn a lesson, right? Right. You know police right. the game properly so that's where i look at that stuff but then like you said going back to the reeves said i had no problems with it you know uh when a uh, cool caulfield like it he got you know smashed but it wasn't a head it wasn't a headshot it was just you know incidental contact but then the hilarious part did you see all the uproar about uh uh nick suzuki and they're like should this be suspendable it was incidental contact and suzuki turned his back as he was he wasn't going for the guy they were both just competing for ice yeah, I'm like, yeah. And we've got people in the media asking if Suzuki should be suspended for that. I was like, and I think that was against Kadri. I'm like, oh, come on. Guys, let's stop being so weak. Like, that's not one you look at. Reeves, you're going to look at it because of the size of the guy, and we know what type of hit he throws. But then every, anybody that's rational is going to say, ah, no. Nah. No, no, he right. made that's good hockey, but he made good contact. No well, you're gonna you're gonna look at his history too, right? Like how they do with everyone that's a repeat offender too, you know. Which which to your point, they should just they should black it out. They shouldn't look at who it is or what his history is. They should just look at the hit as the hit, you know. Yeah. Well, because I had problems with Char at times. Like again, like I don't. It's not me crapping on him because he's a broom, but he did a lot of questionable crap, and he oh, yeah. they always go back to his history. I'm like, well, because you're always letting them off the hook. So right. how are you looking at history? You're not looking at all the other stuff that you guys went, eh, you know, we're going to let this one slide because the team's doing well and it's great for ratings, right. you know? Yeah. So no, I yeah, mean, block it on out, 
have somebody independent look at that and say, ah, yeah, that violates these rules. So here it is. Right. And then look at the history. Right. Because that's the guy's third time in the last two years of clipping somebody high. Well, yeah, now it's time to send a message. Right. right. Clean the freaking game up. Speaking of independent USPHL, I'm here. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, funny, I was just going to say that, too. I was like, well, speaking of, you know, one league that doesn't have very good you know, disciplinary action. Yeah. It, it, I think that is something that has to be cleaned up, but it's just like, I think it's 100%. the refing. I think it's the refing too, though. It's like, I have seen the same refs still in the USPHL that have been yep. refing since it was like the Minnesota junior hockey league or the Western States. It's like, how about you get some new fresh refs in here? And again, it's like, are these refs not being, you know, what are these refs being taught? Right? Like how many, how many times, Every six months, are they going back, you know, to refing school or whatever to get, you know, like to get taught, retaught? It's like, are they even keeping up with, you know, like with with their, you know, education on the game? Because honestly, some of the stuff that is called in that I watch, I'm just like, so you called that? Well, I see some weird then, shit. Yeah, I see right, some it's weird like, shit in yeah. the West. <laughs> right. It's like it's like you called that, but then you missed that. It's like. How can you tell me that you did that? You know what I mean? It's just like there's just some suspect crap like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's the same thing with, you know, like, what's interesting right now is there's shortages of reps everywhere. You know, I just watched something on, uh, uh, you know, on it was a Facebook video that popped up about, uh, you know, I think it was something like a, uh, a kid's, you know, peewee baseball thing. And they're ripping on the ump and their ump oh, just yeah. says, like, you know, I'm done with this crap, yep. you know. You know, and then and, and walking away from the game. I know there's shortages of referees and junior hockey and different stuff because of fans going a little too nuts. Oh, yeah. But well, I did also you see agree- like what was it like a couple months ago at this point? Uh, she was a female ref in. Um, I don't know if it was a women's game or a boys game. It doesn't really matter. But the, the parents are being so brutal. She left the ice crying as a ref. Oh, like, I did as see a hockey that. Ref. And I like, did and she's like that. 15. She's like a 15 year old referee. Yeah, I did see that. But here's the thing with that too. So the Hudson, the Hudson game on Sunday against the Squatch, it was a all female crew. And like, guys, I'm gonna cut clips of how like the about how like a certain coach was talking to the to the female refs. It is absolutely disgusting. Like it's just it's insane. You're kidding me. No, I'm dead serious. I'll send it to you guys too. I I mean I've been I've been thinking about like posting it, but I finally cut it, and it's just like. This is the reason why right here that refs don't want to ref anymore. And especially female ones. Like it's awesome to see female refs in, in like boys, hundred percent, whether it's like high school, junior college. And this, and this coach is just like throwing the kitchen sink at this, at this liney, at the liney, not the freaking head ref. And she just sits there and she's like, do you see any orange on my, on my arm? Do you see? And it's just like, dude, like, why are you yelling at this female? Who's a liney? She can't do anything. I'm just like, this is the dumbest shit that someone could do. And that's why refs don't want to be refs anymore. Yeah. Well, and that's it. And like, yeah, I, I get the standard of refereeing, right? Like always go back, always review to help the right. game out. Right. Because, you know, do I have problems with Chris Lee as a referee? Oh yeah. You've Chris, you've got some biases. Oh, yeah. Pretty pretty damn obvious like just get over that crap right like get over it you know and you know like uh, uh, brendan gallagher that poor guy he's earned some of it like don't get me wrong but brendan gallagher is around the net and the puck goes and they're calling it goalie interference you know (laughs) right right. he's on the roster and they're calling it goalie interference now it's making me shake my head 
So do we need to hold them accountable? Oh, heck yeah. Because, you know, a bad call is a bad call. It's going to happen from time to time. You know, like like I don't expect these guys to be perfect. Right. What I do like now a lot, though, too, is when you see these guys like it happened in last night's game where they got together. um, UL Armia accidentally high sticked. I think it was uh, Edmondson in the face and it was him. It wasn't Brady Kachuk. And they went and talked and they reversed the call. I'm like, yeah, brilliant. Do that. Somebody catches it, reverse the call. Like I'm all in favor of that. Right. Like absolutely go back and talk about those type of things because it's, you know, it's a quick judgment call. You're not going to get right. them all right. But right. the extreme things on side of things is like, did did that call against, you know, my team, you know, with three minutes left to go, did it cost the game? A little bit, but it, you didn't score, boys. Like you're down three to two. If we right. were lying on that last three minutes of play, like maybe we shouldn't have taken so many bad penalties in the second period and we're, we're back in the game. It's that right. perspective. You know, oh, yeah. and, you know, me being a fan, like, yeah, I was pissed at the ref. I'm like, oh, come on, that's soft. I'm like, okay, boys, kill it off or get a shorty. Let's get back in this, right? I, I don't like full-on ref blaming, you know, for anything, right? Because, like, look, if you're really relying on calls from the ref in order for you to win, maybe you're not a great team. Now, right. again, there's always extreme circumstances. People are going to argue, right? You know, and sometimes a ref can decide a game. Uh, the whole playoff hockey one's my whole other one. A call's a call, called it in the playoffs. But um yeah, it's it's you know, I agree that hey, there should always be ongoing training like anything else, you know, get up to the new standards of the game, you know, look at and, and also look at your own biases, like be able to have somebody to independently call you out on it without taking offense to it, right? Like here's what you tend to do all the time. You know, maybe right. you want to catch yourself in your own bias against, you know, this certain type of play or, you know, what's going on. Right. But right. On, on the flip side, like let's ease off these people because nobody wants to do it anymore. Like there's a shortage, right. you know, throughout all of hockey right now, because why does anybody want to go out there and do it? Like my daughter's league is short on reps for soccer. I would probably still do it. Uh, my problem is I'm just so damn busy and I can't, but right. I also get like, I don't necessarily want to go out there and subject myself to a bunch of people screaming at me because maybe I miss a play or something. Right. Part of the game. Well, it's just so political too nowadays, right? It's just so political. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, Andrew, it was great talking with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Great talking to you too. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, and feel free to, you know, uh, throw some stuff away, you know, throw it through TikTok. Like, I just joined on there for you. I'm not huge into TikTok, um, you know, because I can't afford to lose uh, too much time. But if something good comes up, you know, DM us, throw us something because we'll happily talk about it and, and refer to it, okay? Yeah, definitely. I will do. Thanks so much. All right, boys. Have a great one. Cool. YouTube. And from here, I will thank you fans for listening uh, to this bonus episode. Be sure to listen to uh, Andrew's next episode, which will drop on Thursday, December 22nd, the day I'm leaving the, uh, the showcase. So if you're here and listening to this podcast right now, I am in Las Vegas. I'm attending the Vegas showcase for the USPHL. So if you see me out there wearing one of my pigeonhole hockey hoodies, come by, say hi, let's chat. Um, love meeting everybody, and especially a lot of you players that have been reaching out since I dropped this information. But check me out here. I'm here at the Las Vegas USPHL Showcase. But be, until then, um, I don't know what I want to say here, but yeah, uh, listen to uh, Andrew's episode on Thursday. <laughs> All right. <laughs>